Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to After Extra Time, the controversial football podcast. I'm your host today, Jack Godfrey. I have my two co-hosts with me. That is the one and only Adam Greeny Green. Yes, Jack. How are you, mate? Good, son. You? Yeah, not too bad. And the one and only, the famous Millwall Lion, that is Jacko. (laughs) Hello. How are we both? Good, mate. Yeah, good. Yeah, good, son. Well, not so good. (laughs) Have you got over the messaging yesterday? You went very quiet. He didn't. He was on Instagram (laughs) Live singing. Oh, well, yeah. (laughs) It's not that quiet, that, I think. That, that's called therapy. Sweet <laughs> <laughs> Caroline and all sorts. I'll call it torture, to be honest. <laughs> Let's move on, please. <laughs> Brilliant. Right, boys. Well, uh, we'll kick off with, obviously, the final day of the Premier League. Um, and we'll start. We'll, go, we'll probably go through every game, I think, and just have a little talk about, obviously, each side of that. And then we'll go from mm-hmm. that, I think. So, Greeny, starting off with you, mate. Um, the champions, Liverpool, one three one. What did you make of it? Uh, I, mate, I'll be honest, I didn't watch much because I was watching my boys play. But uh, I see, I see a bit of highlights. And was it twenty five seconds? Newcastle scored the opener. Yeah, uh, yeah. it weren't it, were, it weren't surprising, was it? I mean, they're on holiday now, mate. Lifted the trophy. You know, it's just one of them games. They just wanted to probably win, but they weren't too bothered. But uh, I think that's the first away game they've won on the last game of the season for about seven years. Wow. Yeah, yeah. that's, well, a, that's uh, a start I got told earlier by a Liverpool fan. Well, he's definitely Sorry. wrong. <laughs> I, don't know how, I don't know how true it is. I haven't looked it up. But it's, something, it's something like that. Seven years, don't quote me on it, but he said it was something like, yeah, something like that. They won an away game at the end of the season for a while. Well, they got to the Maybe night- you're they got to the 99-point mark, didn't they? But they didn't... Yeah. Really... Maybe you'll be able to check that stat. Maybe. I'll see what I can do, mate. Yeah. I'll see what I can do. Anyway, moving on. We'll uh, 
We'll go on to the uh, another game that happened yesterday, and that was Arsenal Watford Jacko. Did you see any hope of obviously Watford winning that game? Obviously, they didn't, but um, they almost pulled off a good good comeback. But obviously, they shot themselves in the foot in the first half, really. Yeah, I, they, it was a topsy turvy game. Uh, I think you know the hindsight moment of it was if if the Arsenal keeper didn't make that save, then we may be looking at a completely different set of results. Um, I don't think, as you say, I think Watford shot themselves in the foot. They didn't give themselves the best chance to get on, uh, get going early. Um, and to be fair, as, as cynical as this is, I've, I've got no sympathy for him. I really haven't. Um, there was a lot of talk listening to um, the commentary and of Sky Sports. They were saying that would Pearson have played a different way for the last two games of the season that might have changed the results, you don't know. But yeah, um, yeah I, I think it was always going to be tough knowing that Villa just needed a point. Um, well, near enough a point on the last day to sort of keep them up. So it was really sort of out of what chance um, before the start of the day. Um, but yeah, as I say, just no sympathy for yeah, well, that, funny enough, that was going to be my question. I was going to say, do you think had they not sacked Pearson, they'd have uh, they'd have stayed up? Um, you, look, you, you're going you're going to Manchester City and you've got Arsenal last day, or you've got Manchester City and Arsenal your last two games. It's always going to be tough to get a result against those two teams. Um, you're more likely to get a result against Arsenal than you were Man City because Arsenal can be slightly inconsistent. Um, we saw again David Luiz, another issue with him at the back. So that was always questionable. Um, I would like to have thought that Pearson probably would have got a better result. But again, it's you just don't know, do you? No, it's like you said, the, the two tough games and to get anything out of them was not impossible, but it was, it was always going to be a tough task. Mm. Um, it's just a shame. I just think that that's massively clouded that. and Yeah. Be interesting to see how who they appoint uh, over the summer, or whether they appoint anyone or not. Mm. Um, just be be interested to see who 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 ends up staying there as well, and who who ends up leaving as well. Be interesting to see. Well, I, I think you know we can probably look at it going on through the summer, but there's only a handful of players from each of the three teams that went down that I feel would would probably get a Premier League start next year at a different Premier League club. So there may not be a lot of those that go. I mean, I know there's a lot of questions around Deeney and his future and whether or not he's going to hang up the boots. Um, he seems quite categorically to not want to retire um, anytime soon. But yeah, there's, there's not many on all three of those teams that I'd probably put in a first team start for next year. Yeah, I'd agree with you. <laughs> I don't know, you, you might have seen, you might not. Deeney's interview yesterday. Yeah, that's what I was referring to. <laughs> Um, it was it was great. You can see the emotion in that, uh, the sort of the ridiculousness that he thought of the question, um, which is good to see. You want to see that fight, but you sort of question that where that where's that fight been? Um, but then I think that fight went when Pearson left. To be honest, yeah, I'd agree with you. Greening, as always, always gives you the good games. <laughs> Brighton two, Burnley one. Did you have that? <laughs> <laughs> God. 
Go on, come on, lads. Jesus. Did you have Brighton? Um, did you have Brighton to win that? Or Brighton... no, I didn't. I had I had I had Burnley to win that, but again, I'm not surprised. Last game of the season, nothing to play for for both teams. Pretty much a pre-season game for them, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. But overall, I think Brighton's had a good season, mate. I know they've done a bottom near, near the bottom for a few, but that Grand Potter, mate, he's, he's doing well and he's building. Yeah, they, so, they, um, that's their um, their best Premier League, their highest Premier League total points. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I think they'll do even better next year. And if if they pull this signing off, mate, with Adam Rolana, who knows? Yeah, exactly, mate. I think that they've. Um, they had a very good finish, actually. Um, I think that stat just proves that as well. You know, the highest mm. points points for tally they've had in the Premier League. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see where they go. Obviously, Brighton um, were struggling as well. So, to finish 15th, you know, mm. a lot above West Ham as well, you know, that's an achievement. They probably do need to uh, strengthen, though, mate, I reckon, for next season if they're going to uh, stay up, though. Mm. Yeah, well, that's my opinion. Yeah. I, I the, the team's good, but I, I don't think it's good enough to compete in the Prem next year because there's going to be some teams to watch out for next year. Surprisingly, I agree with him. Oh, God. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jacko, just qu- quickly touching on Burnley again. They're finished 10th again. That's their second top 10 finish in the five Premier League seasons now. Is yeah. Would you say Sean Dice is overachieving or...? Um, I wouldn't say he's overachieving because I think you have to look at whether or not a Burnley is stable Premier League club and if they've got two top 10 finishes in the five seasons that they've been up there then yeah I think they are um, the the difficulty as, as Greeny's touched on it about Burnley before there is a, an issue with recruitment uh, you know a Burnley willing to to sort of give Dyche that support to sort of push him closer to a Europa League spot I know it was a sort of an anomaly that Burnley got into Europe the other year. But I think something similar to Brighton, I do think they need strengthening. Um, I know they're talking quite highly about Dwight McNeil. He's obviously done quite well this season in the Burnley shirt. Um, you know, I just think that's a good, stable Premier League club. Um, whether or not they should aim higher, I don't know. But they do need a bit of work in recruitment. Yeah, I'd agree with you, mate. I think at times it's, they're not very appealing. You know, there's not there's not really a lot of cash there, though, either. That's probably another issue. Um, Louis spoke about McNeil. Maybe they'll have to uh, offload players like that if they need to generate some cash to try and bring players in. Um, I think some of their team, they've got some good players in there. But like you say, I think if they want to, it's a case of if they wanted to, but if they want to try and push up into that, well, they're, well, I say top ten, but they finished tenth. But if they want to get maybe that next level, yeah, yeah, potentially challenging for Europe, you're going to have to try and, you know, acquire some, you know, really strong players and try and have a real good go at it. But like I've just said, you know, money is that an issue? Are they going to have to sell some of their players? Are they, you know, maybe it's worth having a look in the loan market and trying to get some, you know, like Liverpool, Man City, Man United, some of their players and trying to some youngsters from there yeah. and doing it that way. Jacko, then, next game that I want to look at is obviously one that sealed the top four. It's Chelsea, obviously, beating Wolves 2-0. Mm-hmm. Um, we obviously said on the pod last week, I think, me and you said that... Oh, well, I said no chance Leicester got top four, and I was right. But 
I said the same thing. I said the same thing. Did you? Well, obviously, you did have Man United and Chelsea for a bit. Obviously, Chelsea and Wolves, which means Wolves potentially miss out on Europe. But if Chelsea win the FA Cup final, then Wolves will okay. have Europe. So, how did you see that one? Um, uh, I, I, I sat there and thought, I, if I was Lampard, I'd be happy with the draw. I text my, my mate, he's a Chelsea fan. I asked him, what sort of result were you expecting today? He was uh, obviously Chelsea fan. He obviously wanted to see Chelsea win. He only saw it by an odd goal. Um, uh, I think everyone's saying... Everyone's arguing about how good Frank's done at Chelsea in his first season. Um, people have been counting arguing, saying, well, they finished third last year and they finished fourth this year. But you have a look at what Chelsea have had to deal with in terms of losing their best player, having a transfer window ban, and what he's done to sort of integrate the youth into that first team um, is a really good job. Wolves, I, I sort of, I have sympathy for Wolves. I like Wolves. Um, I, I sort of want Chelsea to beat Arsenal in the FA Cup final, so it gives them that chance in Europe. Um, but yeah. then, if, you know, they're still in the Europa League. You know, there yeah, is an outside chance that they could get into the Champions League that way, yeah, which would be a remarkable sort of thing to see. Um, but yeah, I, I think to be fair, both sides have done really well this season. Um, but I think Chelsea had enough before that day to just see it out. Um, Ironically, the, the the only sort of period of football that I didn't watch in the Chelsea Wolves game was just before half time, when Chelsea <laughs> scored both their goals. I'd watched the first half and I was sort of flicking between that and the Man United game, and I just sat there and thought, both of these are going to end up being nil nil. And sod's law, the moment I turn it over or something, it, they they score two goals. But you know, Mason Mount, good free kick for him. Giroud, who's been you know sort of a, a man reborn since the restart. But then I've I've never sort of said a bad thing about Giroud. I think he's a good striker. Um, so yeah, I think Chelsea have done well. You know, they've got Werner. They've potentially got Havertz. Havertz is saying he wants to sort of get that deal done next week. Whether or not they can agree terms financially um, is going to be another matter. But yeah, they they look good for next season. I think. Yeah, I'd agree. I just think the one thing they've got to worry about is potentially their defence. Yeah, yeah, I can. I, I think if you've got Tomori back fit and you've got um, Ampadu back from Germany, depending on how well he's done, I think you've got some decent cover there. But I think you probably need a centre-back to... sort of Rudiger is their main centre-half, but you need someone alongside him. Um, Christensen's sort of left a few question marks next to his name. Zuma, I don't think he's a bad centre-back. Um I, I still just think they, they, they need an upgrade from him. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Chelsea do and how they go about it this summer. Yeah, I think... I'm just not too sure about Zuma and I'm not too sure about Rudiger. I think I, um, like you say, I watched both the games. I watched... We had, had a couple of mates around. They're both Man U and Chelsea fans and um, we had both the games and we had two tellies watching both yeah. games and uh, I just... He's... We've at times questioned Rudiger. We're just, I'm just not sure he's, especially if you're looking to challenge for the title, I'm not sure he's the sort of defender you want in your starting eleven. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's be interesting to see. Obviously, they might end up just outscoring everyone if they've got Havertz, Werner, Ziyech, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they might not need to worry about their defence, the way they're going on, the players they're signing in attack. No. Anyway, Greeny, t- 
we're going over to still in sort of European football. Um, mm. Palace drew with Tottenham, and Tottenham have obviously mm. secured Europa League football. Um, mm. Obviously, probably had that result down as a Spurs win, but obviously it was a draw. How did what did you make of that one? Uh, yeah, mate. Touching what you just said, Spurs you'd expect to win. Palace had a dreadful run of form in the lockdown period, mate. Um, but uh, Mourinho's done wonders, mate. I think they've got one of the best records, I think, over in United after lockdown. To be fair, he hasn't lost. If you look at the record, he's got. He hasn't lost many. Yeah, no. Lost one. Goes the record goes. Man City at top. Yeah, Man United second, Tottenham, Chelsea, and uh, yeah. Southampton all have eighteen points from nine. Yeah, we go. I think Mourinho, mate, give him a full season, mate, and he'll be up there next year. Telling you, a couple more signings. But the, the shame is, I've seen they've lost Jan Vertonghen. Now I reckon he'll be a big miss. Mm. Oh, he's a solid centre half, and I think any club will snatch him up now, mate, on the free. You'd be daft not to. Um, who are they going to replace him with, if anyone? That's the issue. Yeah, I'd agree with you, mate. I think um, possibly we touched on it before, didn't we, that Vertonghen might go to Man City or someone like that and be fairly good cover um, for a team like that. But yeah, I think, again, like Chelsea, defence is probably where Tottenham need to strengthen again. Um, maybe centre-off, I'd say. Um, going forward, they've got a, got a good side, but obviously, do you not think Spurs fans should be disappointed they're playing in the, in the Europa League, not the Champions League? Uh, mate, no, not really. From the start they had, and the start Mourinho had, it, it, you know, you you can't expect that, can you? Well, no, but not... I suppose if, you, if they want to get into that so-called big club category, you know, they're in the the semi-final. Well, they made the final, didn't they, last year, the Champions League? Will, will they be a bit good mm. if they're in the, the the lower thing, which is obviously the Europa League? Uh, I, I don't think so, mate. I mean, my opinion, I, I, I rate Mourinho as a manager. And I'd probably take him over Poch, to be honest, but that's my opinion. Um, like I said, give him a full season and then ask me again next time, next season. I like Jacko's. <laughs> and then, like Jack, then I'll give you an answer. Like Jacko's question about Villa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ask, ask, me on Friday, ask me on Monday. Yeah. Yeah, but I do it. tell you, mate, about the Palace, I'd, again, another team, if they don't buy, mate, they're, they're in the shit next year. I yeah. really think they're in the shit. I think they're probably worse than Brighton's and Burnley's, like we've been saying, need to build. They're a team that need to build big time, mate. And they probably need to sell Sarah, cash in, and just spend that money, mate, wisely. Yeah, well, I've said it time and time again. I think it's time for uh, Roy to hang the, to retire, get, mm. some, get someone else in. Um, like you said, potentially sell Zaha, sell. I don't know everybody else has got that's worth a lot really not really a lot no, no yeah, there's no one there like, like I say with Burnley mate teams like that who don't really have a lot of money might have to just sell some of their key players and try and like you say spend that money wisely and try and use it to try and better the squad yeah it's all about recruitment mate And exactly mate yeah exactly You've got... they haven't got the right recruitment I don't think well I, I'm just not too sure that the right man's in charge either mate to be honest with uh, Roy I'm not too sure I mean, if you're a Palace fan, what I mean, what would you expect? Really, I don't know. Uh, would you, yeah, ex- don't would know. you expect just to stay in the league? Would they expect? I, 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 Palace are one of these funny teams, aren't they? Yeah, I think. I mean, as I was a Palace fan, I'd probably say, "Now, nah, mate, I'd be happy to stay in the league." Really, well, would. I, I don't know if I'd want to stay in the league. I think I'd want to be a bit more ambitious than that. But then again, you've not really got a lot else to aim for other than Europe, and they they won't be getting Europe. Do you know what I mean? So. 
They're miles off it, mate. They're miles yeah, off that, your yeah, right mean, spot. Especially with the way they've played yeah. the last seven or eight games. You know, they've obviously runs on that run of seven defeats. Obviously got a point yesterday, but that's eight games without mm. a win. And, you know, be interesting to see. Mate, if they, if they, if they uh, get in Europa League next year, mate, I'll happily do a Facebook Live bollock naked, mate. <laughs> no one needs to see that. <laughs> well, just, just quickly talking about Palace. Um, their last six fixtures, they've scored three goals. And then going going back to the, the three before that, so they've only scored three goals. Um, uh, sorry, five goals because they beat they beat Bournemouth two 0 They've scored five goals since the restart. I, I think that's where they they need some investment. But to get a decent striker for Premier League level, you're looking at sort of twenty thirty million. So you know the the way that Palace are going to have to go is. Do we get rid of Zaha and use that money to bring in someone who's going to get us those goals? Well, I, I totally agree with you, mate, on that. And if you notice, Palace always seem to sign a striker most years. I mean, the Benteke, the Andre Ayus, and they're not that level. They're no, not at they're that not. level, mate. They're, they're, they're championship. I mean, Benteke, poor run of form with Villa, mm. and then they sign him. So I totally get that, and I totally agree. And I think. They've got to get a striker. What's I wouldn't say prolific, but he's no, got that Premier League pedigree. I think they could can... they could sort of make a bid for Callum Wilson. Yeah, yeah, I totally yeah. get that as well. I, I think that would probably be a better fit for them. Um, or even Troy Deeney. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, I, I just think I, I think with all by, by all sounds of it, they are looking to offload Zaha this summer. Now, the question is, are they going to get a decent deal for it? And if they do, they've got to look at trying to get some sort of goal-scoring threat. Because they, they seem to do okay elsewhere around the park. Milivojevic is, is such a good player in the centre of that midfield. They've got a creative outlet in Townsend. And to be fair, Schlup, uh, Schlup seems to get looked over uh, every now and then for how much he can sort of create for them. Uh I just think there needs to be a bit of work done at Palace. I don't see them sort of struggling relegation-wise next season. I don't think they will. Um, not if they invest wisely anyway. But I can't see them pushing up to sort of top half Europa League spots. I can't see that. I think they're just going to be something like Southampton, something like Newcastle, where they're just mid-table Premier League sides. And, and that's it. Yeah, I think that's that's the best they can hope for at the minute, you know, given the way that the squad is. And like you said, I think we touched on it before a couple of weeks ago, speaking about Palace's you know lack of having a decent striker and someone that can get you goals. Um, I think I think I've said it on here, but I think if you always have someone that can score goals, you've always got a chance of winning the game, regardless. of... I suppose even if you are susceptible to a few mistakes and you can score a few goals, there's always chances you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna either win the game or take a point from the game. So, you know, looking at that, they've got no strikers of quality whatsoever. No. Um, really. The... I think if I was the gaffer, I'd have to chuck Saro as a striker. Sorry, lads, but I would. Well, I'm not sure he could... What, play him up front? Yeah, I'd play him up front, mate. But he's not really prolific, even when he's played that wide, so... No. He knows where the net is, though. You've got enough pedigree in that team to play across, play across the middle, 
and not enough up front. So I think I'll take a gamble and give him a shot. He scored four goals this season. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, get and that. He, and he said three I'm... goals. You, you need, he needs to be more prolific. Uh, Jordan Ayew got nine goals this season. Mm. You know, Benteke got two. Um, Tosson got one. Townsend got one. Wickham got one. Just you know, enough, is it? There's nothing there. They, they need to invest in a, in a centre forward that's going to get maybe 12, 14, 15 goals. And I, I, as I say, I think they have to look at someone like Callum Wilson to do that because he's done that for both. Can can they bring a striker in with they look at a club like Palace? What's there to offer? Do you know what I mean? What 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 would appeal to a player? Well, Callum Wilson, Premier League football to start with. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. Well, Possibly. Wilson got all right. Well, I thought Wilson got more this season. Wilson got nine goals for Bournemouth this season. Mm. You know, that's already five goals more than what Zaha's gotten from. And if you have a look at some of their fixtures that they had at the running, well, they, they drew a Palace one all, a goal they win. They it's drew, oh, they Wilson has, yeah. But yeah. Palace lost 3 2 to Chelsea. I think they lost 1 0 to Burnley. Yeah. So there's there's sort of already sort of three or four points there that they could potentially have taken if they've got better creative players or better uh, attacking players up top. I feel that uh, I know we said Callum Wilson going to Palace, but I feel if Eddie Howe stays at Bournemouth, I've got a feeling Wilson might stay, and yeah, I think it'll be quite hard to poach any Bournemouth player if Eddie stays. Yeah, but from Where what it's a bit I've different heard, for Dean, isn't it? That from what I've heard, that Howe isn't looking at staying. Mm. Um, if he don't, so, then yeah, I can see someone like Wilson going. But I reckon if he does, they'll probably keep the players. But unlike Watford, it's a different scenario. There's not actually no manager there, so no player knows if they're safe or they're going to get first team in the championship. Yeah, so he possibly could get Deeney because he's got nothing to lose by going. So, yeah, my opinion anyway. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens, boys, in this is transfer window. Keep our eyes peeled and stuff. Right, going back to obviously yesterday's fixtures. Um, Jacko, Bournemouth obviously got a win away at Gilson Park, but it wasn't obviously enough to stay up. But no. they've shown a real bit of fight, I'd say, last couple of games. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was. It was always a tough situation for him, obviously. We, we discussed it with the fact that. Wilson was injured for a long time. He only got nine goals this season. Um, Howe's done a remarkable job to give them Premier League football for as long as he has. Um, you just, you just, you just question if they they invested enough to keep him up. And I think with the fact that they didn't get the results they needed, that to me says that they didn't invest enough. Well, um, I think you said, have they invested enough? I think they just spent their money wrongly like this. Spent a lot of money on Solanke, Jordan Ibe, who's not really produced at all. No. So maybe no, they, maybe it was just wrong recruitment. You know, they, I think they yeah, spent, spent money. Maybe it was just on the wrong players. I think. I don't know. It's one player there. What stands out to me? What they spent good money on, which is um, Danny Brooks. Yeah, but he was injured for a big part of this season. Yeah, he was. I, I, I mean, again, I can't see him staying if Eddie ain't there. No, I, th- I think we talked on it as well. Fraser was one of the best wingers last season and was just non-existent this year. 
Uh, you know, the, the way that he's behaved, you wonder if he wanted to go before the start of the season. And then when it came to it, he was just ready to go um, as soon as his contract expired. Um, so, yeah, I, it's been a tough season for Bournemouth. You, you can't you can't sort of uh, say much more than that, to be fair. But it's whether or not they're going to have the players or the, the, the passion to want to go straight back up again next season or not. Yeah, I just think I think they've been quite unlucky. You know, they've had a lot of injuries. Like Charlie Daniels injured, Josh King, Brooks, Ake towards the end, Callum Wilson. Um, lot of, like I said about Solanke and I, not really firing. Fraser didn't turn up at the start of the season. Obviously, didn't play after the restart because he wanted rejected a short term extension. So, like you say, he probably didn't fancy playing or wasn't that keen on playing. So, it wasn't really that much desire or passion for him to play. Um. Right, Greeny then. I think it's time we spoke about it, isn't it, mate? Hmm. Leicester missed out on the Champions League due to uh, Manchester United. Uh, what are your thoughts, mate? Uh, Come on, talk to us. Uh, let me just mute Jacko. <laughs> 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 um, mate, wrong, wrong, wrong tactics from Rogers from the off. And I, I said this, I had my mate round who's a Man U fan. I said, he's got the wrong tactics. And I, I'll tell you why he's got the wrong tactics. You don't start the game against United with two central defensive midfielders. We've seen with West Ham, we've seen it with Southampton. You've got to attack United, yeah? We had our attacking players on the bench. Now, you've got to press them. I reckon the more you press United, the more they pressure. Uh, you know, they're under pressure. They don't like it. We sat back, mate, and soaked it up. And But they, ah, you boys won't agree, and I know you won't, but here's my Kundi side. That was never a penalty. <laughs> Never a penalty. Oh, if you if you look, Johnny Evans got a toe on the ball. Yeah, but yeah, what but about where's more? Flander, uh, Marshall. Yeah, I, I totally get he nailed him after, but that was after Evans won the ball. Yeah, but Morgan's not touched the ball, so it's a penalty. Yeah, no, no it's not a penalty, mate. Tackle. Can't just say. So if it was a blatant penalty, how come it took him ten minutes then to look at the BAR? Well, it got given as a penalty. Yeah, eventually, after about five minutes. Because it was quite hard to see, because there was about two players diving in. The, the ball was there. It wasn't easy to spot. No. It wasn't. It made you, from what you're saying, you dive straight in. If that was at the other end and Maguire and <laughs> Lindelof tackled Vardy, is that a penalty? I'd have to see the replay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. If it's in the exact same parameters that that yeah. challenge for Martial, would you be expecting a penalty for either Maguire or Lindelof taking out Martial without getting the ball? At the time of play, yes. But if it went, <laughs> if it went to replay and I've seen him nick the ball, then I'll say, fair cop, if he overturned it, he's, took, he's nicked the ball. I'll take that. Because you can see, if they're showing it on slow-mo and he's took the ball, mate, that's fair challenge. It's a great tackle. But in, in in real time, I'd probably be calling the penalty. So it's it's one of them. I mean, I didn't fight it feel it was a penalty. Even DP, who was sitting with me, yeah, and it was United, and he went, it's going to get overturned. He's, he's won the ball. He said, yeah, he took your player out. He's sandwiched our player, but he's won the ball. Yeah, but Morgan was nowhere near the ball. No, no Morgan wasn't. But he, the thing is, the ball had already been played by Evans. That doesn't matter. It's a penalty. <laughs> It's not a penalty. It's definitely not a penalty. And I mean, the red card, card you with, 
with Evans, but off-field, Maguire should have been sent off before that. For another yellow card, mate, he should have had two yellows, he should have been walking. I just think, Greeny, I think up until a point, I think first half, United probably edged that. Second half, Leicester was on top. And I just don't think that, well, I just think that penalty just kind of ruined the game for Leicester. Because Leicester was Leicester on top, mate, and they were creating a bit of pressure. United were struggling to get the ball to go forward into Leicester's half. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of shot, a, bit, a little bit like Watford. Shot yourself in the foot, and obviously Schmark was throwing the ball to Lingard. He's not scored for well forever. <laughs> forever. And... Who's better, Casper or Tahaya? <laughs> They're both shit. Just <laughs> <disaster>. <laughs> at the end oh. of the day, mate. Oh, let me just really yeah. I'm I'm over it, and at the end of the day, mate. Oh yeah, I'm you sick. sound it. If you said to me Leicester to finish fifth at the start of the season, mate, I would have took you hand off anyway. So would you would you take that at the start of the restart though, when Leicester were quite comfortably in the top four? Green run United. Green with the run United. You spent three hundred and twenty five days in the top four. Yeah, I'm, mate, I don't want reminding. I know how long we've been there. We've been there since September, mate. But uh, you, you, mate, at the end of the day, United were a better side after lockdown. We didn't get going. It's so uh, it's what it is. Uh, but we 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 don't have big expectations like United. I'm just I'm just looking. Jesse Lingard first Premier League goal since December 2018. Yeah. Schmeichel felt sorry for him, so he gifted yeah. it to him. Schmeichel assist. To be fair, that goal, that goal didn't even piss me off because the game. I'm looking to I'm looking to fucking match fixing for that. <laughs> And Johnny Evans diving in against his old yeah. club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mate, I'll take fifth. I'll take you Oprah. I'm not. I'm not fussed about that. Do you reckon you'll have a real challenge in Europa, Greeny? Yeah, I reckon we'll be finalists, mate. Big statement. Also, less one <laughs> one consolation, Greeny. Vardy won the mm. Golden Boot. Yeah, yeah. And that's 33 years old striker, mate, showing them how it's all done. Incredible. Yeah. So you know, that's a little bit of a consolation for you. Obviously, he's been. You know, ever present. I think me and Jacko touched on it a couple of weeks ago. Obviously, saying that he looked once he got that hundredth goal, mm, he was yeah. uh, much more himself. And obviously, he's been back scoring goals. And obviously, he's won his won the golden boot. Yeah, I feel uh, Rogers though, mate. He's got a lot to prove now, mate. Because the fans will be on his back start of the season if he starts shit. Do you reckon if they are struggling come December, he's gone? Yeah, hundred percent. Called it today at work, mate. I'll- but again, now it'll be sat by Christmas. It's a tricky Guaranteed. one. Though. It's a tricky one. It depends. I suppose it depends on who. Look at what he done with Liverpool. Got them out close to the league, and then the season after, awful. Might be a real goes win. to Celtic. Yeah, goes to Celtic. Does a great job, but I can go there. You can go there. Jack, I can go there and win the SPL, mate. Let's be honest. What he hasn't proven enough in the Prem for me. No, he's got it. Yeah, I think. Yes, yeah, I still think we should have went for Rafa when we had the chance. Yeah, it's a tricky one. I'm not a massive Brendan Rodgers fan, if I'm being honest. Um, I am, however, a fan of Benitez, so I'd probably have to agree with you, mate. I'd probably, I think he's a bit more pedigree as well. Any he? Benitez, he's a bit of a mm. proved, bit of a proven winner. Um, yeah, that's it. He obviously went where the money went, was calling in China. Yeah. So yeah, all right, Jack. Going back to uh, yesterday's results. Yeah, uh, Man City had a convincing win against Norwich. Obviously, I'm sure you had that down as a Man City win. I did, yeah. 
Uh, I probably would have had it at about the scoreline that they, they, they had yesterday as well, to be fair. Um, I, yeah, I, I think, you know, that Norwich was slightly unlucky with um, Benel Hernandez just being that, that half a yard offside. Um, don't think it would have changed the, the, the result. I still think Man City would have won because, I mean, they, they're just the quality of player that they've got compared to Norwich is just outstanding. Um, De Bruyne was phenomenal yesterday. Um, you know, Jesus looks like he's he's managed to get himself a decent bit of form with Aguero out of the side. So you'd like to think that Man City fans will be sort of more calmer about the situation if Aguero's out during the Champions League. Um, yeah, I, it was just it was expected to be fair, um, and I think Norwich just wanted to get this season over and done with, just to sort of get get away from it. Get uh, refreshed, get restarted, and then sort of aim to try and get back in the Premier League next season. Yeah, I think, well, I think like you say, it was uh, it was never probably going to be Norwich's day yesterday. No. It's just a shame you have to finish up at the Etihad. Um, yeah, just just quickly touching on De Bruyne. He's obviously mm. equaled Henri's twenty assists in a single Premier League season. Yeah. Which again, he's just shown his quality uh, week mm. in week out. And I think I think maybe he'll beat that record at some point. I don't know what you boys think. Uh, right. Yeah, if he can stay fit. I know the last sort of couple of seasons he's had really yeah. issues with it. Um, and whether or not that's because he's playing the amount of games he is or people are just aiming harder tackles at him, you don't know. But I, I do think if he gets a season like he has in the last sort of couple, I can think he can beat that. Yeah, I'd agree with you. And obviously, I know we spoke on it a couple of weeks ago, but obviously David Silva uh, mm. finished his 10-year spell at Man City. Yeah. Um, but he obviously didn't manage to get on the score sheet, which is a shame, but he is, uh, I think he'll go down as one of the Premier League legends. Oh, without a shadow. Um, I think that you see what he's done in the 10 years that he's been there. You can't say he's not changed the game for Man City. Four Premier League titles, two FA Cups, five... League Cups, you know, the only thing I'm missing off that shelf was the Champions League. Um, the guy's just an absolute legend and it's a shame he's he's going because I have enjoyed watching him play the football. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely miss him for sure. Those are reverse passes and mm. just incredible vision and he was still showing glimpses of quality even just before he left in the last couple of games. So, Yeah, I still think he's got it. I, I just, it's just it's a shame we're not going to be seeing it in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%, mate, 100%. Greeny, next mm. game, two more left. No. The last game I'd like to hear your verdict on is mm. Southampton-Sheffield United. Obviously, Southampton been pretty, very, mm. well, I say pretty good. They've been very good since the start of uh, the lockdown. Mm. And, uh, are you surprised they beat Sheffield United or...? Uh, oh, mate, I thought it was going to be a draw. They've both been on form. I just thought they'd both cancel each other out. Uh, Sheffield United didn't really have much to play for. Southampton never. So I think I was a little surprised, but not not majorly. Um, I, was, I was talking actually earlier about Sheffield. and We go back to when they played Villa. Now, if they got that goal, what Oliver didn't give, mm. Villa, would have, Villa would have been down. You know, and maybe Chef might have had more to play for because they would have won that game. So they could have probably got into a Europa spot. So, it's, you know, you know, it's one of them, isn't it? 
Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's it's bizarre, you know. That that goal effectively has kept well the goal that Dingy Gibbons kept Villa up, but yeah, yeah. Sheffield United might have uh, maybe. Well, it's hard to say in hindsight, isn't it? But they might be challenging for Europe. You know, they'd have finished with that three extra points. They'd have finished above Arsenal. They'd have finished eighth. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to say whether they would have won the games, some of these games that they played or not, because obviously it's 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 happened now. And it's... I don't I don't feel it from this next season, though, mate. I think they'll be struggling. I really, I think they'll be down there. Really do. Yeah, it's, it's hard to tell. I think. Um, I think depending on where. Other teams strengthen and where Sheffield United strengthen is is really how we'll see how they go. But I think regardless of that, like Jacko said many times, Chris Wilder's done a, a fantastic job. To finish ninth in their first season back is it's a ridiculous job, really. Mm. Um, yeah, he's done a fantastic job, and uh, hope, I hope they stay up again next season. I really do. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you've got to strengthen again, mate. It boils down to recruitment again. Yeah, I think, I don't think they've got, to, well, they might have some money, I don't know. Um, but I, I can't imagine they'll be spending 100 million on someone. Um, but yeah, I think they need to strengthen, but they need to strengthen in the right areas. But I'm not really too sure where they need to strengthen them. Obviously, you need a keeper because Henderson goes back to United if, he, if he's not going to go back, which I'm assuming he's not. Um, Maybe some more goal scorers. Because mm. Burnley and obviously uh, McGoldrick work hard, but they're not prolific, I'd say. No. Oh, so. Just looking at the table, they've scored 39 goals and conceded 39. They're the, they've got the fourth best defence in the Premier League. But the fact that they, they've only scored 39 goals in 38 games shows that you, you're right, they do need a more prolific goal scorer next season um, I think I think Henderson's going to be a big miss um, whether or not they'll they'll have the same sort of defensive stat next season you don't know um, but I think the majority of that team is, 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 is fine I don't think they're going to be relegated or relegation material um, I just don't think they're going to be as high as they were this season yeah I just I don't think they'll they'll break into the top 10 next season but I'd really like them to mm. to stay up and like I say I think I didn't realise they'd score that little goals but obviously you know they probably need two strikers maybe both two first teamers um, but I don't know where that money's going to come from again but like I say I don't think they need to, to, to drastically change their squad no. but I think if they finish in the top 10 I'd be I'd be surprised again Um Right, Jacko. The last game uh, from yesterday was the result was a result that saw Aston Villa stay up in the mm. Premier League. They drew one all at West Ham. Did yeah. you have them? Did you see them getting anything out of that game? Or I saw it as a draw. To be honest, I really did. Um, in my head, I was going nil nil from the start, but West Ham was safe. They didn't have a lot to play for. Villa needed to make sure that they, you know. That, that they had at least a draw because you know looking at Watford's last two fixtures it was always going to be a struggle um, I thought you know they did what they needed to do and they've stayed up and you know the question's going to be asked now what are they going to do with Grealish is Grealish going to go 
they need a goal scorer. Um, I think we covered that a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, I, I just think they've done what they needed to do to stay up. Yeah, they, they, they did what they needed to do, like you say, and I think I think Greenish will go this summer. Yeah. I'm not sure where, but I think he will go. Um, like we've touched on before, they do need a striker. They need someone who can score goals. Um, I think defensively they were a lot tighter in the last couple of games mm. than they have been. Um, maybe that... uh, as stupid as it sounds, I think Pepe Rainey's been a good fit for him. The guy's Premier League experience, yeah, he's been a bit uh, topsy-turvy at times, but he's he's a good keeper. Um, and I think he's helped organise that defence well. I think Mings is going to be key to them having a decent defensive lineup next year. If he goes, I, I think Villa are going to be in real trouble. Um, yeah, there, there, there's a bit to work on for sure. Um, but yeah, we'll just have to wait and see what they do transfer wise. Yeah, I, th- I think it'd be interesting to see who they bring in, but I think possibly Grealish will go and it'd be interesting mm-hmm. to see where he goes or if he goes and how much for and whether they'll uh, they'll strengthen where they'll strengthen like so I probably need a striker but yeah mm-hmm. I think Mings is definitely crucial to that uh, defence and uh, be interesting to see whether they can stay up in the Premier League again next season mm-hmm. Jack I'll, we'll speak about this <laughs> being you I don't know if Greeny mm-hmm. saw it or not last night but obviously it was the Championship Semi-final yeah. first leg. Should we talk about night? Derby and Millwall? Oh, sorry, lads, you weren't in the playoffs, were you? Well, I'll tell you what, Greeny, I will say this. Millwall and Leicester have something in common. Neither are playing in the Champions League next season. <laughs> and we also don't have this in common, though. We're playing in Europe and you in. That's fine. <laughs> Greeny. We're playing in Europe for long, mate. Oh, Greeny, sure actually, Greeny, one thing I do want to touch on quickly is the fact that you... Yeah. I believe you had a, a change of hairstyle or hair colour yesterday. Yeah, yeah. All right, Tosh. Do you want to uh, <laughs> do you want to tell the listeners what you did yesterday? No, let's move on and let's talk championship. No, no. Oh, I think we've got a picture. I think we can post it on Facebook for them. Yeah, yeah. Can, uh... <laughs> the Facebook page after extra time. Yeah, I think you, you might get a chance to see um, a lesser spotted blue haired greenie. Yeah. <laughs> so for the listeners that haven't seen, uh, we will put it on our. Facebook page after extra time but Greeny dyed his hair blue in honour of Leicester City and clearly it didn't do the trick no. <laughs> maybe if you dyed it red Greeny Leicester would have won yeah <laughs> maybe mate yeah that's next on the agenda what the Man United fans supporting Leicester well yeah <laughs> surprised he didn't have half blue half red well that's the question I think it's a win for, win for you Greeny isn't it because you've got Man United and Leicester oh. in Europe next year <laughs> I'm not going to nibble mate <laughs> like, to be fair, you did it in a bus line. That was brilliant. <laughs> Shut off. I didn't do anything. Sorry, Jack. Jacko, you're a knob. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't, I didn't say anything. I just thought. I was, I was close to leaving these two faggots in the group chat and I was going to leave. <laughs> well, you know, you had your little rant, you had your moment. And, uh, yeah. yeah, but now what? Give me a rant about this bloody playoff. Come on. Right. Um, I don't know if you boys have seen it. Obviously, the championship semi-final first leg was played last night at the Liberty Stadium. Swansea yeah. City, I'd say surprisingly, beat Brentford 1-0. But the real talking point for me is the red card of Rico Henry. 
Yeah, two words. Well, three words. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I love how he cut out when he said yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, how hurt. can you give that as a red? How can you? Come on. This this is football, mate, and it's wonderful. Come on, I'm sure you boys are going to agree this one. I agree with you, Greeny, 100%. I actually, yes, yes. I actually not sure it's even a foul. That's how much. No, that's how much I think it's. It's not. Surely it's got to get. Yeah, they are appealing. Um, they they appealed it as soon, after the game last night. Um, so whether or not they get it rescinded, you don't know. You would have thought so. Yeah, I think yeah. I think uh, I think it will get rescinded. Um, and then obviously we had the um, there was a penalty saved in that game as well. Um, I think that probably was a penalty. Um, but then AU good goal. I don't know if you boys saw it. It was a really good strike. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, top yeah. in. Yeah, really good strike. Do you th- do you boys think um, Swansea will use that advantage, or do you, or do we think Brentford are gonna? At home, obviously, I know there's no fans, but do you think at home? I think Brentford are struggling. I really do think they're struggling. Well, they lost to they lost to Barnsley in the last minute. Yeah, that's three defeats in a row. And they're now playing Swansea, who, to be fair, Swansea have been really good after the restart and are on a high. So, uh, I, at the moment, my my head is going Swansea going to win it. I really do think so. Um, I just don't think. Brentford have got any answers at the minute. But then, now I've said that, Brentford will probably win 3-0 or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you know, I'm going to start with Brentford, I think. I think Brentford are going to show a bit of resilience. I think at home, I think in the first half they showed, you know, they had a couple of chances. There wasn't many chances in the game, but they had a couple of chances. But I think, um, I'm not sure one goal lead is enough of an advantage. Um, like I say, I think that red card will be rescinded as well. But whilst we're touching on the Championship, Obviously, the uh, the other playoff um, yeah. is tonight. Cardiff Fulham. Mm. Um, what's your predictions, boys? Who have you got down for that one? I, I, I'm not going to be happy saying this, and I apologise if there are any Millwall or Cardiff fans that are sitting there listening to this. But I'm a Cardiff fan for the next three games. Any chats in about me being a United fan? <laughs> uh, yeah, but the only reason I'm a Cardiff fan is because Neil Harris is in charge. Sheep shagger. We, we all know, yeah. we all know my feelings about Neil Harris as a man. So I, I just want to see Cardiff do well purely for the fact that Harris could get him into the Premier League. That, that's the only I'd reason. I'd like to see Fulham do it just to piss Jacko off. Uh, mate, I'm not bothered. <laughs> I'm not. You know, if you, Jacko, you've not answered my question though. What do you, what's your prediction for the game though? I know obviously you want Cardiff to win. Do you think who do you, I? I probably think either Cardiff City breeze it by not breeze it. Sorry, um, Cardiff have been on a good run of form. Fulham have been up and down. Uh, you'd you'd have to sort of favour. Um, you'd have to sort of favour Fulham because of the results that they've had, but Cardiff are at home. So you'd probably have to back Cardiff. I don't know. I, it's, it's, I hate trying to call it. I really do. Yeah, um, it's going to be a 3 0 tonight. 3 0 who? Villa? Fulham. 3 <laughs> 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 0 Fulham. 
annoyingly, Green makes these stupid predictions and usually he's not far away. Yeah, no, that's why I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I, I, personally think, I personally think score, draw or Cardiff by one goal tonight. I think that mm. is um, a realistic prediction for tonight's games. I think um, realistically that's um, probably going to happen. Um, but they're, all, they're always tight, tense games and obviously this, after tonight they're already halfway through. So they still could go either way. Especially the, the Swansea game, because there's only one goal in it. Yeah. Right, boys, there's a couple of, a couple of things that I uh, want to touch on from this season. Um, the first one is, Greeny, do you think there will be any sort of sackings for, for, in the Premier League during the summer or in the next couple of days? Ah, uh, mate, I don't think... No, I don't think there will be, mate, to be honest. I think... What you've got now is what you're going to get at the start of the season. Yeah, you don't think uh, or Fark yeah. or Eddie Howe or anyone will go? Um, I, I really don't, man. I don't, I don't want to see Eddie Howe go because he's decent and I like him at Bournemouth. But I don't, I don't know, mate. I really couldn't call it. I think it just depends on if players stay and stuff, doesn't it? And if yes. they need money. and I think it pulls... I mean, then again, you wouldn't have thought Pearson got the sack like we spoke about the other week. So, it... <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that Farker got sacked from Norwich. Or, uh, that wouldn't surprise me. I don't like the bloke. So I'd probably sack him. Uh, but no, nothing else. I think if if Bournemouth get rid of him, who's they going to bring in? Well, yeah, there's... there's... Pearson. Well, potentially, yeah. Potentially, yes. Would Pearson want that job? Don't know. Oh, I think he would, just despite Watford. Well, yeah, there is that, Jacko. Yeah, good point. He's yeah, a, it's a very good point. He's the kind of boat that does like people as well. I could just see him being like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can see him going into that game going, <laughs> let's, let's just embarrass him. Yeah. He's, to be fair, he's got every right to feel like that, to be fair. Oh, yeah, of course. Every right to feel. Oh. Jacko, same question to you then. Do you think anyone will get sacked? Or... Um, I, I think you have today. to look at Farker. You have to look at how, you know, there were rumours about Smith potentially leaving. Um, Villa, I can't, I can't really see anyone else. I think it'll be a case of, sort of, as we normally see about November, December time, who's struggling, who's not. I think if Ancelotti has a poor start, at Everton, I think he might be under a bit of pressure. I can see Hodgson being under pressure if Palace don't start well. Um, but yeah, I think Farker and Howard are the two at the moment that. You wouldn't be surprised to see a, a change in manager at the start of the season. I think I think there's also one more there, but for an outside shot, would be Steve Bruce. What if the takeover goes ahead? Yeah. Can you see the takeover going ahead though? Because they keep moaning about this and it's still going on. Yeah, it's, it's been a long old drag, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, if it does go ahead, I feel they'll probably get rid of him. Yeah. And bring in Potch. Yeah, I know that was what they were talking about for the takeover, but I, I can't see this takeover going through. Well, yeah, I really can't. It's, 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 take, it's taken a long time, hasn't it? And yeah, and you can hear the frustration in Bruce on the, after yesterday's game when they keep talking about it, and he's obviously sick, sick to the back teeth of hearing about it, and he just wants some sort of um, idea of what's going on, and if no one seems to have anything. It's just going to be a really nervy, frustrating time for them because they've been having no idea what's going on. 
Yeah, I think. Do you think that could impact them on the on the transfer window as well? Because if they've got no money and then this doesn't go through, do they? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I, I think Ashley's been very reluctant to give them any money at any point. Um, I think, yeah, they're going to have to sit and wait. But according to Sky Sports News, they've got seventy days for the transfer window, so they may not get things before the se- season starts. They may get a couple of additions by the end of the deadline, though. But I don't think it's going to be what Newcastle fans are expecting. I think it's just going to be a case of getting a few more bodies in because they had a lot of issues with injuries at the back um, and they're relying on some youngsters to get them through that as well. So, yeah, I think it might be just a couple of players to to fill some benches, uh, bench spots. Yeah, um, sort of on the same sort of thing, but not really to do with managers, is there any sort of, Greeny, is there any sort of signings that you want to see in the Premier League? Not so much Leicester. I mean, you can you can include Leicester in that as well if you'd like, but is there any sort You'd of... probably say Messi and Ronaldo at that point. <laughs> <laughs> is, there, is there any players you want to see come and play in the Premier League that can be for any club or... Mate, there's too many good players in the Prem already to, for me to pull a name out of the hat and to come to the Prem. would just be stupid, mate. Uh... I, I like any transfer what comes through. I like to see if they just do good or do shit, mate. So it's nice to see. I like to see, like, probably if I had to pick, like, a League One championship player come through and prove himself. But there is one what I, like, I have seen, but it's in League Two. It's Yaya Torre training with Leighton Orient. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's now, If they can pull him off and sign him, <laughs> then <laughs> I'll be a Leighton Orient fan for a season. <laughs> well, that can go with all the other clubs you spoil. Yeah, 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 that's it, mate. But uh, other than that, I'd like to see Wayne Rooney leave Derby, mate, and probably come up and play for Leeds or something. <laughs> There's not a chance on this earth that Wayne Rooney's going to leave Derby and go and play for Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> While we're on Leeds, actually, one one sign I would love to see is Cavani to go Leeds. Yeah, I'm not sure they'll pull it off, but if they do, it'll be a hell of a sign. No. Really will be. We'll won it. We'll be there. It'd be brilliant to see him in there, wouldn't it? Brilliant to see him in the Prem. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if Leeds can pull some of the names they've got off. They, oh, I think they tried to they tried to sign someone else but, in January. I can't remember who it was. Mm. Oh. But going back on even on managers, mate, Bielsa's not even certain at Leeds at the minute, is he? Well, no, no they were talking about coming in to replace. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I might go Barca. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be interesting to see whether he, whether he stays or not. And if he does leave, does that affect Leeds in the transfer market? Because he's sort of a bit of pulling power for wanting players to come and play under Bielsa. Well, yeah, exactly, mate. I mean, it, mate, he must be mad if he wants to stay at Leeds and turn down Barca. Well, of course, yeah. I mean, but then again, if you're a Leeds fan, you, you're surely not begging Bielsa to stay, but you, you really want him to stay. Surely he's done a fantastic job. Well, yeah, possibly if you're a Leeds fan, mate. But I mean, if someone said you Jack Leeds or Barcelona, there no, there's no competition, is it? No, no, there's not. I mean, you could probably say a number of other clubs. To be fair, I don't think Jack would have gone to Leeds in the first. No, place. No, no. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. <laughs> you, could, you could probably say someone like I don't know, but, you know, like Tranmere or someone would probably go there rather than Leeds. I'm not, <laughs> but you know, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's lost his assistant as well. Yeah. It's going to be a long haul, mate. If Bielsa stays, I think, and he's lost his assistant and his prem. Yeah, well, he's. I really do. He's obviously gone to Huddersfield now, hasn't he? So, 
Yeah. So is it the best time for him to say, do you know what? Let's call it a day at Leeds. I've done my bit. I've got him in the Prem. Leave with his head held high and go and have a new spurt at Barca. Yeah, maybe. But I feel like it's a huge step going from Leeds to Barcelona. Um, but yeah, I think the one thing that is interesting is how his assistant gets on at Huddersfield. Mm-hmm. And whether or not that, is it whether or not they'll get any sort of loan players on loan to play for Huddersfield? Is his Huddersfield assistant? Oh, sorry, is the Huddersfield manager? Is he? Uh, can he speak English or or not? Oh, probably not, mate. I'd assume. No, um, I, I can't even remember his name. So, well, if Huddersfield um, owner or chairman's watching, they need an English translator. <laughs> just drop me an inbox, <laughs> and I can do that job. <laughs> we can barely understand you now, and apparently you're speaking English. So, <laughs> Jacko, same sort of question to you then. If obviously a little bit different because obviously you're you're a Millwall fan there in the Championship, but is there anyone in the Premier League that you'd like to see come over, or is there anyone you you liked to watch in the Premier League? You know, is there anyone out there? Um, uh, the, the the obvious one I wouldn't mind seeing is Sancho. Um, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Ziyech. Um, Thiago, if he comes over, could be a good signing for Liverpool. Um, yeah, there's there's not many, to be fair. Um, I just want to be able to see good football when it restarts. Um, well, some of you don't see Dan at the den. <laughs> well... It's been better than it has been over the last sort of few seasons. I'll give you that. <laughs> uh, but yeah I, yeah, I don't know. There's not many. Uh, I think, to be honest, at the minute, I'm more concerned about who Millwall are going to bring in. Obviously, they've re-signed Ryan Woods for a, another year. Um, I'd love to see Jason Malumbi back down at the den. I think he's been phenomenal this season. Um, as long as we can keep hold of Jed Wallace, Jake Cooper, I, I think we'll be all right. Um yeah, so that's it at the moment for my, my transfer wish list, I suppose. Yeah, I'm sort of the same. I think it'd be interesting to see how Chelsea get on with that with their new signings, um, especially if they can sign Havertz as well. Mm. Um, yeah, same sort of thing with Thiago as well. If anyone else can, Sancho as well. It'd be nice to see him in the Premier League. Um, yeah, but I think are you, also, are you boys looking forward to potentially, maybe not in the next couple of months, but are you boys looking forward to getting back in the grounds at some point? Greeny. Yeah. Greeny, Jacko. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. But from what I'm, I'm hearing, it may be a case that the entire season doesn't... Uh, the entire season will go through before we can get people in reduced capacity stadiums. Really? Um, yeah. It's a shame, really. Cause... It is. It is. But, I mean, I know in the cricket in the minute, um, they've had a, a two-day game between Surrey and Middlesex at the Oval yeah. and they've had a thousand people in there whether or not uh, I don't know how well that's well, been taken I think, but... I think I read today um, it might have gone well because they're upping it to two and a half thousand in the next one. Oh, okay so I don't know whether they've had positive feedback but which is a little bit easier in cricket I suppose we can because yeah. it's open aired a lot more yes it is obviously yeah. I, the, the problem you're going to have at any point when it comes to reduced capacity is you've got to ask people to not be morons yeah, and that's that's going to be the problem is because people on their own can be sensible and can follow instructions as need be, 
but a fucking crowd of drunken pissers <laughs> on a Saturday afternoon. Exactly. It's it's not going to be. It's going to have to be worked completely differently. I think. Uh, bottom line is. If you're not going to allocate the whole stadium out, you might as well suck any thousand fans off and have it with no fans. Really? Yeah. yeah well, we. Yeah. I think the, the question is, can the club sustain it for a full season? Well, especially the, lo- well, the lower league clubs as well. Well, yeah. well, well you, it, they've got. Then that's where it comes up with. They've got to think of an idea how to get the money off the fans, mate. Whether yeah. that's being, I, I don't know. I don't know. Let's pick a team. I don't know. Leighton Orient have their own channel, like the like you know on the websites, and and yeah. people pay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, to be honest, mate, if someone offered me a Leicester ticket tomorrow, I wouldn't go because it's not safe enough. It's still, it's still people out there what are catching it. It'd be on your own anyway because there's no football tomorrow. No, but, <laughs> and, le- but and Leicester's in lockdown. <laughs> how can you yeah. decide what thousand people go in that stadium? Well, it, it would be a case of season ticket holders only, and it's first come first serve. That's how they do it. Yeah, um, but even, is that even fair though? Well, it has well, to be, doesn't it? That is it. That's it at the end of the day. Surely, if, if you're from a football fan's perspective, you can't expect it to not go to season ticket holders first or those people that go to so many away games a season. Mm. No, I understand season ticket holders first, but if you've got, I don't know, you're at United, you've got 60,000 season ticket holders and you're only letting a 1,000 people in, how are you going to do it? If you're saying first come, first serve, they might be the same first thousand people every week well like I said like I just said maybe do it like priority tickets I know Derby do that with away tickets where if you've been to so many you get points yeah you get priority with the tickets yeah yeah they will do the same thing yeah I just don't think it'll work mate if you're going to have you might as well suck them off and not have any yeah well like I said it should be interesting um, is a thousand fans going to make a difference in a 70,000 seat stadium it is over nothing, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd say it is. Mm. I'd say, I think if you look at the smaller grounds as well, it would definitely help. Mm. Um, I think to, I can see Greeny's point, and I think you'd have to be you'd have to be um, more sort of open to higher capacities for the bigger stadiums. But it's whether or not the government would allow that. So yeah, but if, what's, I get that, mate. But if you've got if you're going to a, a stadium like Salford, yeah, which is a really small, compact stadium, well, and you're all to, how are you going to social distance that with a thousand? I don't know, a thousand fans in there. Well, it's a case of you do ten percent of your capacity. Yeah, I don't think I think the smaller the ground, the less people are likely to go in. Rather than yeah. you wouldn't. If have you a, do ten percent, you've got six thousand of a sixty thousand capacity stadium. You're easily going to be able to spread out six thousand people. Millwall holds seventeen thousand. So you're looking at less than two two thousand people. Yeah, we hold thirty three thousand. Yeah, so you know, I just don't see it working. I mean, you're on about revenue, and I get that, but that that revenue is coming off there. Ain't going to make much money. But I think at some point, somewhere, we have to try and maybe even if it starts trialing at the bigger grounds, mm. at some point, somewhere, it has to. Start somewhere, doesn't it? It has to. You can't. I understand at the minute, maybe not now, and obviously because the season's finished anyway, it's irrelevant. But at mm. some point, somewhere, like obviously we had the shops opening. I know it's mm. completely different from football, and it, it's a completely different ball game because it's, you know, it's drunken people and stuff like that. But I just think at some point soon, we have to. I know cricket obviously started trying and stuff like that, and that's really good to see. Yeah. I know it's easy to police, etc. But something, you know, we've got to try and start. I'm not saying now, but maybe 
next year, we've got to try and start looking at getting some sort of fans in the ground, I think. I think you'd have to police it differently. You'd have to sit there and say there's no alcohol within a five-mile radius of the ground because that way it rules out any of the pubs in and around the ground. And, you you know, if it's, it's like bouncers at a nightclub. If you're too pissed to get through the, the turnstile, you get um, sent home. Yeah, I, th- I think you'd, I think mainly football in this term, you've got to be really strict on how it's placed. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to get out of hand, and then it's going to start. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about if you piss. I mean, because lads do make a day out of it. I reckon you can still be pissed and go in there. Yeah, but, but what I'm saying is, if you're that that pissed, you're not mm. going to be more socially aware of your social distancing than you would if you were sober. That that's no. the point I'm making. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I get that. I I, I totally get what, exactly where you're coming from. Uh, I mean, is, is, are they going to have stewards in there to police it? Then? Well, I would have thought so. Yeah, if you, you you will you will always need some form of stewarding if you've got people at, at a stadium because oh, it, it's some form of ground crowd control, regardless of how big or little the crowd is. Yeah, are they uh, going to have to wear masks when they go there? Yeah, I would have thought so. But then, uh, you know, is it going to be a case of like they're doing some shops where if you're not wearing a face mask, you're not allowed in? Uh, yeah, and obviously. You may have to be tested after the game, before the game, or yeah. all that sort of thing. I think there is ways and means around it, but it has to be placed really tightly. It has to be really strict. yeah. It has to be done properly, and it has to be done right every single week. Think, Otherwise, think, you might as well just go. No, we'll we'll sack it off, and then we'll try again next season. Yeah, I think like like we saw with um, football coming back, it was it took a long time, but it was done properly, mm. and we haven't had a high number of positive tests from all the people that are playing. It's worked really well, like the Bundesliga. That worked really well. I think when, if you take your time over it and you look into everything properly and everything's done right, then there's no reason why it can't be done. But then there's no point rushing it and it being half-hearted. Yeah. So I know for a fact if you were to get uh, reduced crowds in, it would be a case of home fans only. Yeah, hundred percent. There's no way you would yeah. wouldn't have you wouldn't you would have away fans in there, no. even though it doesn't create that to and fro atmosphere. Our yeah. club's going to allow that because then there's a home advantage. Well, I think I think they'll be allowed it. I think well, I think they'll have to accept it for what it is if it gives them a boost to their revenues. So if exactly. you're playing three a three games away at the start of the season, yeah, and they've only got obviously you ain't got no fans and they've got their fans fucking cheering. Mm. That's not totally fair. No, but then you'll have three games at home where they will have three games away and they don't have any of their fans. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But by that time, you might have lost them three home, uh, three away games. You're yeah. nine points behind before you get your three home games. Maybe, but you may or you may be one of those players like Vardy that plays to the crowd. So if they're giving him shit all game, he might want to step up. You don't know, do you? Bottom line is, Boris, if you're listening, you're a fucking arsehole and you should have sorted this out fucking weeks ago, mate. <laughs> You should have took precautions earlier on. Adam, and everyone who's listening, vote Keir Starmer. <laughs> That's fucking this is a whole fresh can of worms that we don't really have time to open up. Yeah. <laughs> Ad, Adam Green, man of the people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just vote Keir Starmer, people, please. Thank you. Right, Greeny. Enough, enough of your political bollocks. Right. <laughs> Let's touch on some... Uh, probably, my, my, yeah, probably my last segment, boys. Might be a reduced pod today. Uh, oh, yeah, but we'll look at some transfer rumours anyway. I know, obviously, the window opened, was it today? Yes. Yeah, open today. Um, the first thing, Jacko, um, 
James Ward-Prowse has agreed a new deal, which will keep him at the Southampton side until 2025. Do you think that's a? Yeah. Do you think that's a good idea? Good. I think that's a good bit of business for Southampton. I, I think that guy is Southampton through and through. I really do. Um, yeah, I, that's it really. Yeah, short and sweet, mate. I, I completely agree with you. I think he is a, a good player. Uh, I think he is an outside shot at maybe going to the Euros. I'm not sure he will. Um, but he has a chance. I know he's um, he's still only 25 as well, so he's quite young. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's a shrewd bit of business from Southampton. Uh, he's a good player. Greeny, apparently yeah. Liverpool are looking at a surprise transfer target and it is emerging that they would like Harvey Barnes. Mm. What do, mm-hmm. do you make of it? Would you let him go being a Leicester fan? Uh, no, I won't let him go, mate. He's only young and uh, he's Leicester born and bred, isn't he? So I wouldn't let him go. Would he get a game time in Liverpool squad? No. So stay at Leicester. End of story. Probably a fair better than uh, Minamino. Yeah. I think. Yeah, but is he going to get game time? That's the issue. I don't, I don't think he will. Jack end it here, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to end it when you started ranting about Boris Johnson. <laughs> right, Greeny, staying with you then. Your second club, Man United, yeah. are oh, yeah. apparently set to move for Atletico Madrid's Jan Oblak. Do you think, yeah. as we've touched on previously, do you think De Gea's out the door, Oblak in? Yeah. Jacko won't agree because he rates the guy. Um, but... I think he's a good keeper. I wouldn't necessarily say that getting rid of him is a bad idea. Uh, I, I think questions have got to be asked about it. And is it a time for him to be going somewhere different? Uh, I think Oblak's a good goalkeeper. Um, it's whether the thing or not... is he's past it. It's past top level now. It's past top level football. Who? Oblak? No, the guy. I was going to say. I don't. I don't think. <sighs> But our Black's going Chelsea, I heard, mate. Well, I've also heard that Chelsea want Dean Henderson. So, mm. it's, it's going to be a race for who sort of mm. wants it. I, I, I think Chelsea want Odd Black, but I'm not sure they can afford it. I think Henderson would suit Chelsea more than United. I can, I, I can see that. I think Kepa's out of form. He's not Lampard isn't a fan of him either. I rate this Kepa. I really do. I rate Kepa, mate. I'd, 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 I'd take he's him. more I'd inconsistent take him. than De Gea he is, so yeah. would you rather have Kepa I'll take Kepa over De Gea <sighs> I, okay. I'm not sure I'm a fan of either of them I think if you're especially if you're challenging for a title you need a goal you especially need a goalkeeper that's consistent you can't afford to be challenging for a title and a goalkeeper making errors week in week out yeah. but you also need a defence in front of you mate yeah you do but I think that you look at De Gea in that semi-final of the FA Cup, unlikely that United would have won that game because Chelsea were the dominant side. But at 1-0, just after half-time, he lets that in 2-0. Game sort of gone away from him there. You know, you got, if you do that in the Premier League week in, week out, you're dropping points for fun. And if you're looking to win the league title, you can't be dropping too many points, really, can you? Mm. But, I mean, I think you know, it shows what Lampard feels about Kepa if, if Caballero's playing every game instead of Kepa. And they've spent seventy five million on him. Hundred percent. I think he's like I say. I, I know well. Like I got told yesterday from my mate, he's a Chelsea fan. He, Lampard is, isn't a fan of Kepper. So whether or not, I don't know if they'll sign or Black because I just I think they'll be too much. If they, especially if they're trying to sort that Havertz out, 
But I think yeah. Dean, I think Chelsea offered Dean Henderson like twice or like a double. Well, like, it's twice. They, but I think they doubled <laughs> his um, wage or what he's on. So I, yeah. I don't know whether he would go to Chelsea and then Old Black go to United. I don't know. But they're two, they'll both be two very good signings. It'd be interesting to see um, Henderson at Chelsea if he did go. But I think I'd be interested to see Oblak in a United shirt. I think he'd be quite a good signing for them. It'd be a waste of money, I think. You think? Yeah, I'll, I'll st- if I was in charge, man, I'd stick with Romero. Well, there is that as well, isn't there? It's just a case of... Why spend that sort of money? Well... Um, probably spend that sort of money on a centre-back to go with Maguire. Yeah. Yeah, but that Romero, mate, he's never put a foot wrong. No, he's not. No. He's not really been given a chance either, has he? He's not, not no. a lot of first-team football. I'd probably play him out till January, mate. At least give him a run till January, next transfer window, and then, then see how it is. Yeah, but then if Chelsea was signed up, like, your chance has gone, hasn't it? Well, not yeah, but then you've got Dean Henderson as backup. Yeah, true, true. We'll have to, we'll be interested, like I say, be interesting to see, you know, this time next week or the week after when we're doing the pods to see if any of these rumours that we, you know, that we do on the pod come true or whether, yeah. you know, a lot of the time it could just be paper talk, but it's interesting. To see. Forrest Green might sign De Gea. Yeah, that sounds like it's nailed on that one, Green. I'd get out of the battle. Yeah. I would, mate, because that's about his level now. <laughs> I, I could compete against him, mate, for his number one spot. <laughs> right, anyway, sticking with Man U, Greedy. <laughs> yeah, go on. Uh, Inter Milan could be offering yeah. Ivan Perisic to United in order to keep yeah. Alexis Sanchez permanently. Mm. If you were a United fan, which you sort of are, mm. would you be happy with that? No, I'd keep, I'll keep Sanchez, mate. You think? Yeah, I don't think he, had a, I don't think he got a much, enough of a look in, mate. Under Mourinho, I reckon under Oli, you've seen it with Bruno, you've seen it with Pogs. He's he's actually building a squad, and I think he's getting respected as a manager, mate. And I reckon he could probably get Sanchez as way we were at Arsenal. Yeah, just with the so right why guidance. He, why did he get rid of him on loan at the beginning of the year then? What Oli? Mm. Well, obviously, mate, he, he looked from what um, Mourinho done. Cause he didn't he didn't really change much of the squad from what Mourinho did. Do you know what I mean? So I reckon this year he'd let him go out, go to Inter, see how he got on there. Because if he wanted to ship him off, they've said no. You know, they've now said, haven't they? We're bringing him back, and no one's loan. He ain't getting loaned back out. So he must be in his in his ideas. I'm not sure that Sanchez and Man United are the right fit. I think he has been better over in Italy. Um, yeah, but Italy's a different ball game, Jack. Yeah, it is. But I think it's more suited to Sanchez. You mean like like me and like, I think Jack might touch on. He said. People like Ashley Young and Sanchez and that, it's more suited to their sort of game. Yeah, Smallin as well. Yeah, Smallin, that was another one. Yeah, but but Sanchez has proved it with Arsenal, mate. Yeah, he has. But then again, he, he was absolutely dreadfully United and he showed absolutely nothing. So Yeah, that's what I mean. He hasn't had the time though, has he? But he did have the time. Yeah, he did. And the manager was fucking playing him out wide up front, blah, 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 blah. A, B, A, B, A, B. Yeah, but he was probably... Oli would play him in the right position. But, it, when he but he played out wide. Barcelona, he played out wide. So why would you change that? Yeah, I think also the fact that if you loaned it, well, if he came back to United, he's not getting in front of Greenwood, Rashford, Martial at the minute. So is he, is he going to play? Yeah, I feel, I feel he'll be a, a player. Yeah, I think he will play. So if they have an injury, they're going to bring on they're going to bring on someone else apart from Sanchez. Well, if they got Perisic and send Sanchez back to keep him, then they'll be playing. But Perisic, Perisic, you don't know how good he'll be. He's never done the English game. No, but he, I think 
I don't think it's necessarily a bad one. I think the only thing you you got to worry about is Perisic is thirty one. Sanchez is over thirty as well, isn't he? Yeah, and I think Sanchez showed nothing. So, you know. Anyway, um, Jack, I know I've touched on it about Roy Hodgson, mm. but apparently Pais are targeting that Sean Dyche as their next manager with Hodgson's future in doubt after a poor run of form. Mm. What do you make of that? Would you, if you're a Palace fan, would you be happy with Sean Dyche? Uh, Jacko win because he likes, he likes playing the long ball game. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's a change of pace, isn't it, I suppose? Um, whether or not it's a style that Palace fans would want to see. But then Dice has got Burnley higher than Palace has, so uh, than Roy did with Palace. So you don't know. Um, I think it all depends on what Burnley, Burnley's hierarchy say to Dice about what he's got funds-wise over the summer. If Parish turns around and says, "Yeah, we can give you forty million if you sell Zaha," then that's fine. Go ahead. It's whether or not Burnley could compete with that. So you don't know. Um, I wouldn't say it's a bad idea. I just, I, I just don't know how I call it. He ain't a fit for that team, mate. Not what the players Palace have got. Well, that's your opinion, though, isn't it? Yeah, more it's not, uh, Palace were a lot more. Palace were a lot more of an attacking team than Burnley. Well, no, and they aren't. If, if I use their top goal scorer with nine in Zaha's four, how are they an attacking side? Well, they are. They're a lot more attacking than, than Burnley are. I don't think they are, though, Greeny. I think Burnley are... Of course they are, mate. Burnley. So, they've got, they got Sahar, Townsend, Benteke... Yeah, but none of those... Uh, are you? None of um, who else have got? Wickham. Yeah, who's con- combined have scored about 10 goals between them. Burnley scored yeah, 43 but... goals this season. Palace scored 31. Yeah, but I'm not going off goals. I'm going off the player. But the, you're the... saying they're attacking side and they've yeah, scored they are an attacking, goals they're, they're more of an attacking side than what, what Burnley are. But they're not... So, why have Palace scored less goals than Burnley if they're an attacking side? Because the, def- the defence might be shitting, mate. I'm saying I'm going off players, <laughs> off, off players' stats. So, so Wilfred Sara ain't more of an attacking player than Jeff Hendrick, who was playing for Burnley. He is, but you're saying that- there we are then. Yeah, hang on, hang on. Is Townsend more of an attacking player than Dwight McNeil? <sighs> Dwight McNeil, yes, he is. Probably, yeah, but it doesn't matter, Greedy. Really. What your point's invalid because you're saying that. Of course, it's not. Yes, it is. Well, well, Palace. Yeah, but Greeny, they've scored 31 goals with those attacking players yeah, and Burnley have scored more. Yeah. So how can they be a better attacking side if they've scored less goals than Burnley? Mate, if you ask any Palace fan, they'll tell you they're more of an attacking side than Burnley. I'm sure Burnley fans will tell you the same. Burnley are a defensive side. Greeny. Yes, they've scored more goals. Yeah. But they're not. <laughs> I'm going off, like I keep saying, I'm going off the player ability. Now, the player ability of an attacking, <laughs> of an attacking player. Yeah, but, but they should have scored more goals this season, yeah, then. They should, yeah. The facts are wrong. Yeah, they should have. But it might have been down to man management. The facts are in black you know, and white, Greeny, though. <laughs> yeah, it's not really a fact that they've, it is a fact. they've scored more goals. It is a... Yeah, the fact is they've scored more goals. But the fact, there ain't no... No question that they're not a better attacking team. Yeah, well, they're clearly underachieving then because they're not scoring goals. So, so, uh, so if, if Man City ain't scored as many goals as Wolves, Wolves are a better attacking team, are they? Yeah, in that season. No, yeah. a, load of, no a load of bollocks, that is, mate. But it's not. 
Yeah, of course it is, mate. So De Bruyne is not an attacking player, and then you're going to go, oh yeah, but uh, Doxy at the back, he, yeah, he scored two goals, I mean, and De Bruyne has only scored one. He's an attacking player, then. Doxy's a right back. Don't matter. But you're saying <laughs> he, they've scored more. You're, no, because you're saying they've scored more goals, so they're more of an attacking player. That's like saying Manchester City are better than Liverpool this season. What in attacking? Well, just generally. What? What? Yeah, but where's your point? Because you're saying about goals, I'm on about players. Yeah, my point would be you're saying Man City. This is like you saying Manchester City are better than Liverpool, but Liverpool have won the league. But you're like, it doesn't matter. But they're more attacking. No, because I'm going down on player ability. Yeah, mate. you're not. You're, you're saying about yeah, but it's goals. The same, yeah, goals it's the same principle though. It's the same principle. Is what I'm saying. No, it isn't. Because Liverpool and Man City, mate, are about the same sort of team. They're both attacking teams. But they're not. About... Liverpool have been the better side because they're in the league. How can you say they're not? Man City attack, Liverpool attack. So how can you say they're not? No, they're both attacking teams. But in my, what I'm saying is Liverpool have been better this season. Yes, yeah, so we are. Yeah, well, that's not the issue, mate. That's not the question. No, I know, the question I know was, it's not, but I'm just using Palace that as a principle. Better, Palace are a better attacking team than Burnley. All right, well, they're not because the stats clearly indicate that Burnley has scored more goals than them. Yeah, but what you're not grasping. No, mate, I understand goals, what you're saying. Goals, goals I do understand not count. what you're saying, but the stats, you know, you've got to look at the stats, Greeny, for the season. You've so, got... Derby scored more than Leeds, does that mean Derby are a better attacking team than Leeds, then, does it? Well, Derby haven't scored more than Leeds. No, but I'm just saying, for example. Well, it would. It would mean that they were better going forward, no. yeah. No, it doesn't, mate. All right. So, after your goals could come from defensive play, from your def- your centre backs, but you're still a better attacking team, then? So if you're centre back, well, in, after in that respect, goals, no. But you're looking. There we are. Then, we, so yeah, we can't, that, spoke, you've got no argument on that. I have because that, you haven't got no argument. We have because we've literally uh, just spoke on the fact that an attacking Zaha player. Scored. I'm on about. Yeah, but we've literally. Yeah, just but you've said. got no comeback, mate. You can't say, "Oh, yeah, they've barely scored more goals." That that ain't the pl- that ain't the issue. And if why you put, is our Harry Townsend not scoring more goals or setting up more goals than Burnley have? This because year? like I'm saying, mate, it could be down to the man management. You put a, a manager in there, what knows what he's doing with a player. And get the right man to man management with him, he'll probably perform better. Maybe you, yeah, that's I what, just think that their, their team is just overrated, Palace. No, it's overrated. It's the same man management. It's overrated, mate. The stats prove that as well. What is he? Two goals, wow. one goal this season? You can't go off. Well, Jack said you can't go off stats. Mate, I'm. In, you can't go off stats. In the space of five games, you can't go off stats. Mate, last few pods, you're like, you can't go off the stats. He didn't say from, that. From, from, listen, I've listen, never mate. said that. Go back on the pod and you listen. You're going, you can't, I have listened to it. You can't use stats. When I was on about stats, we were on about overbeat. You're like, you can't go on to stats because of no, this lockdown. I was on about the form table where we'd had a three-month break between <laughs> playing games. It's still a stat. <laughs> but we've not had any football for three months. Yeah, but are you using them them player stats from from when? From this the start is of this season. is this season. This is from this the, season. Yes, okay. you can't use that then. So You've got a three month break. But Greeny, there's two different things. You can't talk about form and then players scoring goals. They're two different things. Yeah, but it's, still, it's what it is. It's still a stat. You can't use a player's goals. Okay, from, so if, if I've had a three month break for the last eight eight games, would that count? If what? <laughs> if I was to find stats for the last eight games of the season, would that count? Well, mate, it depends why you want to do it. Do you want to call it off the start of the season, or do you want to call it off the lockdown? Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll have a look. We'll, we'll we'll have a look at how the season has gone since this restart. Palace have scored five goals, and two of those were a two-nil win against Bournemouth. Yeah. Okay. So Burnley. Let's have a look. 
three, four, five, six goals for Burnley, seven, eight. So they've scored eight goals over Palace's five, and they yeah. beat Palace. Yeah. So, okay, it's minimal, but they've scored more goals than Palace. Yeah, they have, and I'm not disputing that, mate. I'm, I'm well, just no, disputing. You are. You're just no, I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm attacking. just saying they're. Yeah, they are a better attacking team. Goals do not count. So you can put you can put Pep Guardiola in charge of, the, of some of them Palace teams, and I guarantee he'll get the better. He'll get the best out of them, and they'll score more goals. And, and if you've got Sean Dyche in charge of Burnley, yeah, but you could say that about Guardiola going to Burnley instead of Palace. No, because instead Burnley of... haven't got the same players. They've got more defensive players and attacking players. This is this is what I'm trying to say. Palace with the right squad, they've got attacking players. Burnley haven't. They sit back. They they defend. Well, they don't. Our, um, they don't Jack, Crystal Palace push and they try and score goals. But they don't. Which is soaked up. Oh. Huh? How can you say Burnley defend? They've scored more goals than Palace. Yeah, but they're still a defensive team, Jack. Right, but they can still score goals. So therefore, it's irrelevant saying that they're they're a defensive team. <laughs> Of course it's not. It's not irrelevant at all. Okay, well... I'll... You go back. If you want to check your stats in brackets, your stats, go back and see how many goals Palace have scored over the seasons compared to Burnley. Okay, well, and I'm pretty sure... Every... And I'm pretty sure you'll get done out there, mate. Okay. You can't go off one season and say they're a better attacking team than Palace because that, that's talking waffle. Okay. When, when was the last time Palace finished in the top ten? I don't think they've even finished in the top ten last four or five years, have they? Yeah, mate, again, this is all the irrelevant shit. It's not irrelevant shit, about... is it? Of course it is. I'm just saying they're an attacking team. Okay. So I couldn't give a monkey if they could see 25, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 goals. I didn't they're say anything about conceding team. goals. I didn't say anything yeah. about conceding goals. We just yeah, we got... are. I didn't say about finishing in the top ten. Well, I'm just saying, if they're that good at attacking, they're probably going to win the league then, aren't they? No, because I haven't said about winning the league. Mate. I haven't even said nothing about the league no, table. I'm just so, saying they're an attacking team. If they were really good at attacking. Like you like you just said, oh, yeah, Liverpool and Man City. Well, yeah. never mentioned them, mate. And they're totally the same team no, in attacking. Mate, I didn't. I only said it because it was the principle. The principle of what you were saying was there. Of course it's not the principle. It was. Anyway, moving on, because I'm bored of hearing you talk about that now. Yeah. Well, when you got it wrong. Okay. I was so written the wrong. Anyway, Jacko. Yes, mate. Tottenham apparently are leading the chase for Callum Wilson and he could be available for as little as £10 million. Surely that's an absolute bargain for Tottenham. Mm. I don't see why they'd go for Wilson, if I'm being honest. Well, I don't either, but like I said, it could just be paper talk. But Yeah, um... I don't know. Don't know what to make of it. <laughs> I, I can see. I can see. I can certainly see Wilson staying in the Premier League. Um, whether or not it would be a good fit for him at Spurs, but then he's got to play second fiddle to Kane, and then he's got the likes of Mora to get past and Son. Yeah. So, yeah, he might be a good off the bench, but is that what he wants? You don't know, do you? No. Never won. I think if I was Callum Wilson, I'd be looking for a team that I know I'm going to be playing first team football for. Yeah. Rather than sitting there getting 30, 40 grand, sit on a bench. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree with that one. Another quick one. Um, Arsenal, West Ham and Everton are all trist- interested in signing Samuel Umtiti on loan. Would that be a good fit for those three? 
Arsenal. Where? Oh, sorry. Arsenal, West Ham, and Everton. Um, I've not seen much of Barcelona this year to comment really. Um, I think he's one of France's top centre backs. So, if that's the case, why would Barcelona be getting rid of him? I don't know. Um, I'd probably see it more likely him going to Arsenal. I, I think that would be a better fit. I think you know, he's a more experienced centre back. He'd probably want to play at a higher level than West Ham. Um, Everton, I, I, you don't know what Everton you're going to get. So, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd probably say Arsenal out of the two. Yeah. Out of three, sorry. Yeah, I, I, I could see that, to be fair. And I think it would definitely bolster their defence. Um, mm. And Titi's only 26 as well, so he's still, he's still in the prayer, I think. Yeah, I, I know I saw something about Arteta wanting to go into the transfer market to get um, replacement for Mustafi is out injured. Yeah, I just so think it probably makes more sense to go there. Umtiti's been a bit inconsistent. I think. I think that's probably why Barca are looking to offload him. I don't think hundred mm. percent like consistent every game. In like PK and like when Puyol and that used to play. I don't think it's that sort of level. But I think it would definitely be a, an improvement to Arsenal's defence. Right, mm. you want to finish up with this is an absolute belter for you. Are you there? <laughs> he's gone another stalk. He's gone another fag to come down, hasn't he? Yeah, probably. Right. Green, are you there? <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll throw this one to you then. Go on then. Um, to finish up with, Serie B side Benevento. Yeah. Are <laughs> interested in signing Daniel Sturridge on a free? What do you make of that? Oh, apparently. Well, just just to interrupt, I've plugged my charger in and it's gone. I can hear you. He, so he's he's had connection issues again this week. He's not. He's bottled it. He's got in a bit of an argument. <laughs> um, absolutely bottled it. <laughs> there's no. I don't think there's much as a salary cap in Serie B than there is. In, in other leagues, so if they've got the money, then yeah, probably. He's just disappeared, isn't he? He really has, yeah. He, I think he was playing it over in Turkey, wasn't he? Yeah. And he had, was it, did he have a transfer thing as well where he'd been betting as well or something? Or was yeah, he got back. Mm. Yeah, I just think his career's gone massively downhill, hasn't it? He, he, showed, yeah. he showed quite a bit of promise as well. Well, he started off well at Man City, then he went to Chelsea, or it was the other way around. Yeah, and, and then he obviously did really well as part of that Suarez-Sterling-Sturridge combo at Liverpool. Um, but I think that's just obviously disappeared. So, yeah, I, I don't know. If he can get football somewhere and he want to play there, oh, fair play to him. Yeah, maybe he can get a run of fixes and maybe even, you know, I don't, I don't know how good they are in that league at all. I've no idea about them, but maybe he can get them promoted or maybe he can score a few goals and maybe get punched up by a a Serie A side or maybe a, a Premier League side might come in for him if he's got a bit of form. But I mean, that sort of league, surely it's a massive downgrade really, isn't it? Mm. I think... Yeah, I can't. I can't. Again, I, I don't know what they're going to look at to get in there. Um, but if he's prepared to take a wage cut to go there in fair play. Yeah, I just thought it was a bit, of a, a, bit of a strange one to end up with. It is a bit out of left field, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Right, I think um, 
Green knees not coming back ever, <laughs> ever again after this week. Oh, are you there, Greeny, or not? No, I don't think he is. <laughs> Still having connection issues. Right, we will be back on Thursday with a uh, Facebook Live. I think I think Greeny's in charge. Or is it you, Jacko? No, it's me this week. Is it? Oh, yeah. So. No. After extra time, live Thursday, um, Jacko will be in charge, talking about anything interesting. Jacko, uh, I don't know. I'll find out what I can before um, we start. Really, <laughs> uh, I, I think it might be a, a preview for the Champions League. It might be any transfer gossip we have. It will be. Um, it will be a case of just going over the playoff. And yeah, maybe looking know, towards, maybe looking towards oh, the Champions League. Oh, well, we got the cup final, so that may be a little preview of that. Yeah, um, Champions League. Preview. Yeah, yeah. I think of something. It might not be a long one, but it will. Um, it will there'll, there'll be some sort of football uh, discussion. Okay. Well, if, <laughs> if if the viewers haven't already, we obviously do uh, our Facebook lives on Thursday and. As as of after this week, we'll be recording the podcast on Sunday now, and, mm. and they will be going out on a Sunday evening, I assume, from Greeny. Um, uh, that on Monday, yeah, either, sun, either Sunday right. evening or Monday. So keep your eyes peeled for them. But um, in the meantime, head over to our, our Facebook page after extra time. Just been confirmed mm. that the podcast will be recorded on Sunday and be out on Monday evening. So as you are, the podcast will still be out on every every Monday evening. Um, so I look forward to hearing that one. I think are you hosting next week's podcast as well. I am indeed. Yeah. Okay. So viewers, you got to look forward to Jacko hosting the Facebook live on the Thursday. Um, Jacko talking tosh for two hours on Sunday. <laughs> what, a, uh, what a lot that is for everybody. The viewers can email Jacko um, with any anything they want to talk about or get in touch with um, potentially your team of the years or your championship yeah, team, exactly. team of the seasons. Uh, that will be our discussion point, I think, after the uh, FA Cup. Yeah. Um, so, team of the season. sending your teams of the season, whether that be Premier League or Championship, or sending anything you want us to talk about on the pod, that email is Jacko. After extra time, 2020 at gmail.com. Okay. So, if you want to send that in to uh, Jacko, and we'll talk about it either on the Facebook Live or the podcast. This week, you have been listening to Extra After t- Extra. Go again. <laughs> he's got really, he's got really bitter. Might as well put all Burley players in there as all attacking players. Yeah, well, I might put all Burley players in because they're mine. Certainly, won't, no. certainly won't be putting any Leicester players in. Yeah, there, there, there's a topic I want to talk about that. <laughs> um, I'd just like to point out to the to the listeners before we go, I posted on our group chat a potential. Um, team of the season for the championship <laughs> and I had discussed the likes of Jed Wallace because he's I think he was only one of the only wingers outside the top European flights top league in Europe in Europe to get uh, double figures for goals and double figures for assists but Bartosz Bielkowski got 16 clean sheets um, for Millwall this season he got the golden glove and um, yeah uh, Mr Greeny decided that he wasn't agreeing with that 
uh, because it doesn't mean that the stats are good enough to be in a team of the season. <laughs> so, uh, and now he's going on about uh, pointless for stats. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I just think, on a, on a lasting note, I just think stats probably relevant over like a 5, 10 point, 10, 5, 10 game period. Um, but in the long term, the stats, you know, they always matter. Um be interesting to see what, what Greeny's got to come back and say on Thursday on the on the line. Well, he has said Palace four hundred plus goals, Burnley two hundred and thirty-three. Oh, there he is. But I mean, I think really looking over the last year or so, won't we? We're really looking at this season. But yeah, we'll, yeah. we can talk more about it on Thursday, and hear, you can hear more of Greeny's controversial Jason Cundy moments. Cundy <laughs> moments, as always. Um, I'm sure you'll always be looking forward to his show. But um, for the meantime, you have been listening to extra after extra time live with no, Jack not Dyson. live. No, it's not, not live. live. Oh, no, remember the nightmare. Podcast. This is a podcast. We'll go nice. again. We'll go again. Yeah. Um, you have been listening to after extra time with your host Jack Godfrey. It's goodbye from Jacko. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. Oh, Greeny says goodbye. And goodbye from Greeny. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.